0: Ladies and gentlemen, gamers of all ages, here we are, back at it with another one. My name is Ares, and today on, because we were bored, we have decided to tackle an interesting one. I am sure those of you who have who have been gaming who have been in the gaming world for a while now are all too familiar with the term asymmetrical horror games. And that's what we are talking about. One in very particular that has always seemed to come come to mind no matter what. Yes, it's Evolve. Now, when it comes to Evolve, it has an interesting be- beginning, starting back with a little industry we like to call Portal Rock Studios, which was founded by game developer Michael Booth. Michael Booth, sorry, correction. By, by game developer michael booth back in about 2008 give or take which is a crazy time like it is a crazy time thinking about it like way back in 08 like it's it's 2020 2024 oh my goodness it's almost february of 2024 guys as of right now so, yeah, that puts things into perspective of how long ago this game was in development of. So, but, you know, very long story short, this legendary company is still going strong today, even if they have hit, you know, some rocky moments as of late, due to games such as, you know, Back for Blood, which we all know that story, but... Maybe we'll save that one for another time. Who knows, guys? It all depends on how we're feeling on the on the channel. You know, it all depends on too on how all the other guys feel. So, but as of right now, it still might maybe in the works. But keep your ears open and keep your eyes posted on it. But however, that's not what we're talking about today. Today we're talking about evolve. Now. Evolve was in development back in 2014 by Rock. oh uh, correction I am so sorry guys not the game Evolve but you know the uh, founder of it was started back in 08 correction I apologize for that that is my bad but anyways uh, Evolve was in development back in 2014 by Turtle Rock and published by 2K Interactive. You know, back before 2K outright owned Evolve, but we will get to that in a bit. There is a lot to go to unpack, so... <clears throat> so Evolve's concept, funny enough, was created by looking at games such as Cabela's Big Game Hunter and Deer Hunter. You know, which is kind of crazy to think about. From what the developers have stated is that, quote unquote, the idea is to have prey that can strike back at the hunters. Crazy concept, right? Well, so thought To Rock as well. Apparently, as well. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, so so thought To Rock as well. Apparently, they found it difficult when looking for publishers. For When looking for publishers, whom could provide funding and marketing for the game. From what the sources that can claim, THQ was originally going to be the game pub, the game's publisher. However, due to THQ fil- filing for bankruptcy in late 2012, which still blows my mind, by the way, you know, to think about it, you know... Think about it for a second. THQ, of all companies in the gaming world, I guess even Titans can fall, right? Which is what, uh, which is when Take Two picked up, picked it up, and you know, until the eventual shutdown of Evolve in September of 2018. When Evolve released back in 2014, it had mixed reviews. Some calling out the lack of progression system and the light narrative, as well as the unusual amount of DLC. However, coming from someone coming from someone who was introduced to Evolve in its early stages, I was hooked. And an old acquaintance of mine showed me it, and it was all over from there. He was playing uh, this character called Wraith, which you know, if you've seen Aliens or in the Alien franchise, you'll kinda have an understanding of it. it kind she kinda looked like a xenomorph. I you know, personally from more from like the eighth circle of hell. And when he used her abilities, I knew this was going to be a great game, and I never looked back. And in my run as Assault for the Hunters and I either ran an OG Goliath or the big man himself Behemoth which you know we'll get into those guys here in a little bit. Now, before I get into the wonderful monsters and hunters you get to play as, there is a plot to this game. If you heard otherwise, it was all just if you heard otherwise and it was all just a hunting game, oh boy, are you dead wrong. The story they came up with in development is pretty believable. So, let's talk about it. In the distant future, humans has have successfully found a way to survive out to survive correction outside Earth and began colonizing other planets, like we damn well should. I mean, human power for the wind, baby. Humans have found a planet they uh, they decided to name Shear or Shear, I do believe. It's an interesting, you know, S H E A R. So read it as so well as you will but it was a distant planet in the quote-unquote far arm location of space and they wanted and what do you think we did next if you guessed we did what humans always have always have done and started creating colonies and putting down factories (laughs) you would be so right sometime during the colonization progress the humans of share started meeting resistance you know started meeting resistance from what would what we would consider monsters. They would feed upon the local wildlife and cr- proto These monsters started destroying colonies all over the planet, apparently a former quote-unquote planet tamer, not too sure what that would be considered. Uh, his name was Willem Cobot, uh, was na- oh, excuse me about that. His name was William Cobot, or uh, Cobot, I do believe. That's how you pre- would pronounce that last name. However, he uh, he was tasked uh, with assembling a team of hunters to eliminate the threat and protect their com- uh, their communities. Yeah, it's a lot deeper than you thought, huh? Gameplay-wise, we all know what an asymmetrical game what asymmetrical games are like and what to expect. Yeah, this one has you play as the hunters. Along with being hunted and you only have your weapons and random buffs Random buffs on the ground that you can be that You can find from local wildlife to help you survive and hopefully take down the monster or die trying At the start of the match the monster has a 30 second head start So they can escape the surrounding area while the hunters parachute in from a plant from a plane or, you know, a spaceship, depending on how you look at it. And they land where the monster actually started uh, started from. Well, on the map at least, where, you know, where the monster initially, like, you know, uh, starts on the map, that's where you get dropped off as while you're playing as the Hunters. So, you know, you just literally land right where, like, uh, where, like, a corpse would be, and then there's gonna be tracks around, and, you know, you can uh, get an idea as to where, like which direction the monster would have taken. So then, after you, you know, pick a direction to go, you just rush to it and best uh, the best usually the best um oh, what's the word um gameplay mechanic? Well, not gameplay mechanic. Game decision, I suppose. not decision what is that word meta that's the word the meta for the hunters usually was to split off two and two most of the time it was the support running with the uh with the trapper and the medic running with the assault because the medic needs the most you know protection he possibly can get so assaults will usually be there for him that or. Uh, Probably either medic and support, to be honest, because supports can have shields, but we'll get into that later on. For right now, we're discussing about the gameplay. However, uh, after the monster escapes the surrounding areas and the hunter's parachute in, and land where the monsters start from that moment, it's on. One thing to note, however, the wildlife in this game will attack you. There are man-eating plants scattered about the arenas as well, so always be on the lookout if you are on the ground. If you stray far from your team and you get caught in one of the in one of these plants, or you run into the monster, and you're just you're by yourself, kiss your ass goodbye. You're you're gonna be losing one of your lives and you have a total of up to 3 chances of survival if I remember correctly. Now the hunters are slower than the monster, logically, so you are equipped with a jetpack with a base set of boosts until you get into the perks which hunters and monsters both get either to help with with stuff, uh, stats like armor, Bullet crit damage, even jump boost, capable like jump boost cooldown reduction. So I mean, it's a lot of different things. There's a lot of different you know skills that you can, well not skills but uh, perks that you can unlock and equip and potentially get into the higher ranks and use whichever skill you you personally feel comfortable with using. There is a high tier meta. Well, there was a correction, a high tier meta for evolve with the perks. But, depending on your playstyle, you could make any uh, realm of perks work with each other. You know they could synergize really well with each other. so, and with the monsters, you had perks like you know faster eating abilities, a little bit of uh, speed boost if I remember correctly, faster attacks, a little bit more damage, you know things like that. So just use your imagination when it comes to that stuff. Uh, oh, I almost forgot to mention the jetpack is your best friend for evading the monster's devastating attacks. And trust me, you need to do your best to avoid them as much as possible if you want to survive. Not only do you have a jetpack, but the team can also track the monster as well, and uh, as place and they can also place waypoints on the minimap Well, mini mini in different uh, marker colors. There's yellow for our environment orange for wilderness for wildlife correction for wildlife and red for the monster themselves as being the monster however you won't be starting off able to truly outright kill your prey because you know it's four on one and you know it's not really the ideal to go after the the hunters at level one i mean you can do it it's smarter to do it if you're more you know more established with the game and you have more experience and you are more confident with your play style and your uh, choice of hunter well not hunter of monster then you can tackle the early level one four on one situation it's a total clusterfuck when it happens because it catches the hunters so off guard when this happens and it's crazy it's a good way to like if you want to just get in there and cause chaos and mayhem right off the get-go it's it's a load of fun however though that's not usually the smartest uh, the smartest thing to do so as being the the hunter at level one the best ideal is to run away and just hunt other wildlife and gain XP and you know just boost that level up and how you level up is well you guessed it evolving and when you're evolving uh, your monster's health bar will be extended and slightly refilled along with abilities having their cooldowns you know instantly and they'll also be getting a little bit stronger too and with the abilities that you have at the match you don't have access to all of them at the start you can only have access to three out of the four abilities that every monster has so you have to choose wisely if you want to spend where you want to spend your points you can uh, choose to excuse me you can choose to spend your three points into getting one of your abilities really strong right off the bat which is really good but for some you know really good for some care for some monsters it's a really downgrade on others so i mean you know choose how you want but you can also start as a three uh as a three ability you know three ability perk well not ability perk but three ability choice monster and you know you're a little a little weaker but uh, you're a little weaker there but you have the difference of three you know three starting abilities so take it how you will now the one thing that you must choose carefully when doing it is evolving because in this state you're just a husk and very vulnerable and if you're caught by the hunters the process is honestly it's disrupted and after that it's it's bad. It's real bad because if you're caught evolving and you're just, you know, you're stationary, you're sitting there, you're formed inside of a cocoon in a moment, like in the moment while you're uh, getting bigger, getting your health pool bigger, and leveling up your skills. So, you know, and it takes a moment. You're, I think it takes like a solid minute, like 30 seconds to a minute to fully do the, evol- uh, the, evol- uh, the evolution state so again you have to be very careful with when you're choosing to evolve now it's not all bad though as the monsters you do have a stealth mode allowing you to not leave any tracks for the hunters to find so you and also you won't dis- uh, disturb the local wildlife such as the local uh, birds that you know that will alert the hunters of your you know, to your location and these birds do show up after you have uh, eaten you know fought and eaten some of the local wildlife to gain xp and i always found it very annoying like super annoying however nowadays i understand and appreciate the mechanic like looking back on it evolve launched with five game no, I'm sorry about that evolve launched with five game modes starting with the classic hunt mode followed up by nest rescue defend and arena which have given which all have different objectives for both hunters and monsters however, no one ever really played the other modes besides hunt. I mean, let's be honest, it was the best, it was the OG, it was the goat. it was in the beta for Christ's sake. so I mean, you know no one really ever cared about the other ones. However, nest, you know here's what, uh, here's the, a little brief description of each uh, of each side you know activity well hunt mode that they had. So with nest, they had you destroying monster eggs while a monster defends them rescue as you land on a, on a map you know one of the one of the maps and try to save a colony to and try to save a colony defend is self-explanatory survive till the end or run out of lives and arena is just arena we all should know how those work and how all those work in in games or at least you know you should if not it's just like hunt but in a smaller map so it's not that convoluted the difference however in arena is that the monsters start off with the ability to have all of their perks and at level three so instead of you know doing the hunt and following the monster around trying to take him down, you know, slowly whittling his health down as he's trying to escape and avoid you and gain XP and build up his strength and becoming stronger to tier three. You're just outright like gun-hoeing it, fighting right in the very beginning. It's it's just all balls to the wall, which is fun for a little bit. And then it just kinda gets a little tedious because, you know, it's 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 a hunt kind of game. You know, you're you're trying to hunt down the big bad monster that's been terrorizing and killing you know humans so i mean you know it's it's a lot funner that way personally now let's get into some real fun and talk about the hunters and the monsters as hunter As the Hunters, you have a total of 20 different humans to choose from, split into four classes, each with five characters, and yes, you are in an FPS first-person shooter game style as the Hunter, and third-person view as the Monster. With the Hunters, you have classes ranging from Assault, who who wield weapons such as heavy machine guns, shotguns, rocket launchers, you also got a flamethrower potentially. And miniguns guns. So I mean, you got a launch of different things. Assault classes have fields of their own, and they can also uh, their own. Uh, they can also throw down landmines. And there is also one character who can use a gas grenade. And it is a very strong character a lot of fun to play as. His name is Hyde, he's who I played as in Maine for a long time until the DLC characters dropped and then things got a little different. Now the trapper class as you can guess is designed all around tracking the monster and back in the day it was the only class that had that could dome the monster aka trap the monster in place you know it locks the monster in one area Kind of like the arena thing, like the arena game type, but instead you're in a dome, and it's like a blue, you know, blue dome, pretty much. You know, think of uh, think of the Simpsons movie. You know, when the dome got placed over, uh, when the dome got placed over the Simpsons location, that's pretty much exactly what it is. Now, one uh, while the trapper was throw is throwing down the, uh, the dome. It's the only time for your team to truly be able to rip and tear into the monster's armor and health. However, the Trapper isn't just for tracking the monsters. Your role is also to slow them down at all costs. Things with, like, such as grappling hooks, poisons, and a plethora of different fancy tools. Now I will say, there is a difference between a Trapper and a Trapper. Because trappers, nine times out of ten, you'll get the ones that are not understanding the idea of the dome and when the best time to throw it would be. Because every monster has a dash ability, in a sense. It's their jump ability. With certain ones, they have different things. So like with you know, with the Goliath, as I said earlier, He's able to jump long distances. He has three jumps. Each each monster has three jumps of some sort. The Wraith, as I said previously, she can teleport. She has three dashes of a teleportation thing. So you have to time it perfectly when to dome as the trapper. Kind of. Not really much anymore because after stage two of... Uh, of evolve they decided to give each hunter their own dome so you know let's say let's say you're running solo right you're just being that goober to do an idiot thing and the monster finds you you could in theory throw your dome down ping that you're near the monster run out of the dome and then wait for your team to show up if they're right behind the monster. Then it's kind of, you know, an, uh, an interesting game style. However, it's not really ideal. Supports. <sighs> <sighs> oh, supports. What can I say that you, <laughs> what more can I really say about sports? other than they are the legit backbone of the team not only are you there to deal devastating damage with weapons such as a laser cutter you also have access to a shield that can protect your fellow hunters like a literal shield that you can like throw out when there's other there's another character in the support class that can throw out portable shields not necessarily like quote unquote true portable shields it's not like you know you can push them around and shit with you they're just stationary shields correction that's the term i should be using not portable stationary shields so you just plop one down and the best idea is like you know just always have one where you want to have the high ground against the monster so that you can easily pinch them off and if the monster comes up to you you have a stationary shield that is constantly on all of you and it's and it also has its own personal shield too so the monster has to bash the the shields i think twice to destroy it and then can get through your guys's normal shields but that character can also then throw down another one just it's crazy there's so many different metas with with the characters that they came out with but that's not truly what we're talking about at the moment we're truly talking about the support class now one specific support is my all-time favorite and that character's name is bucket if you know how to play as a bucket well as bucket you were considered a god tier support player he not only could track you with his own head. Yes, he's yeah, the robot. He is a robot. Deal with it. He also has little, little attack drones that, when the monster gets near them, will just instantly target it and shoot off, and creates like high-pitched noise. So it's it's noticeable when you're the hunters and a monster comes into your area because it also, when it activates, it like lifts up. And then a red light comes on, and then it instantly targets the monster and starts this whirl up, uh, this, this like whirl up noise because you know they're miniguns. But with Bucket, he also has rockets, and let me tell you what, those rockets are awesome because he not only can shoot them like normally as rockets. He can also guide them, they're, they're technically a laser guided rocket launcher, it's insane what he can do. Needless to say, when you want to say fuck it and you're a sport, just go bucket and enjoy the chaos you will make for the monster. Finishing the list off with the tried and true medic class. What more do you need than a great healer to keep you alive while being ripped apart by a massive monster or being revived by an invisible old man with one arm who uses a snipe rifle. Ha, huh. good times. Thank you medic players for always dealing with us assault, dumbasses. You saved us so many times. I suppose we should at least go over the names of each hunter. In the assault class, we have in order Makarov, Hyde, Arnel, Torvald, and Lennox. One up with the traps with the trappers, we got Maggie, Griffin, Abe, Gro, Jack. Coming up with next on the support role, where we're looking at Hank, Bucket, Cabot, Sonny, and Kala. And then, finishing right up with the medics, we got Val, Lazarus, Kyra, Slim, and Emmett. What a crew of unique characters brought to life by their amazing cast of voice actors! Thank you all for your hard work and determination. Without you guys, these characters wouldn't be a thing, they would just be husks, you know just and it, just skins that we would be using with different abilities and shit like that that's all they would be but the voice actors really bring it alive and make you think they're a team because there's banter between every single character especially when you're on the map and roaming around as a squad you'll hear banter back and forth even when you're on the plane when you're on the uh, the ship dropping in they do a quick banter like between all the characters it's it it was refreshing hearing the new the new lines that the old characters you know the tier one characters like like val for instance what val would have to say to cabot or to Sonny it was great and have a trapper like jack to use his psychopathic nature to just joke around with the psychopathic assault class my man Hyde, who is just insane it was so much fun it was great times to play as the hunters because then you could also find random people all over the place you would just get invited to a party as as a hunter squad be like what up guys let's try to beat this monster and then you would end up making some great friendships along the way and it was just it was a great community 100% and the best part too you could also do what was it lobby chat if i remember correctly there's open lobby chat after the matches though you could you could as them as the hunters talk with the monster and either give them compliments or give them pointers even you know it was it was amazing time because everyone wanted to learn everyone wanted to play and everyone wanted to always have a great time especially especially the team that i found man what a team i miss those guys because i had a i had a medic who played who was a lazarus good god was he great like our lazarus medic was insane Then you had me, I was playing Hyde. And then when the DLC characters came out, Torvald and Lennox, I actually mained Torvald. He was a Russian who, a Russian cyborg who used rocket launchers. And he was broken guys, very broken. Now with our support, we actually had a cabot our cabot player was scary he cabot had a railgun and actually cabot is the in game lore wise cabot is actually the uh, the captain of the spaceship that all the hunters get brought in on so you know our our cabot player was scary then for our trapper we had a crow, and crow. What's the best way to explain them? Think, think if uh, Borderlands Two. Think Borderlands Two. He had a pet, you know the the pet guy, the guy with the pet. That is pretty much crow. He would able he would be able to summon his bird, throw it out, and then. It would bounce around if I remember correctly, to different locations, and then give us readings on where the monster would be at. And our crow player was top tier. Like all of us were just really good. We unfortunately didn't go through any tournaments or anything like that. I do personally believe that if we managed to have any if we managed to go to any of the tournaments when they were being Put together I do have a feeling we as a team could have maybe gotten to the top ten possibly if not the top five because our coordination and our teamwork was really good we knew each other's weaknesses our strengths and it was just it was a good time and I really miss those guys, you know? It was it was something to be a part of a Evolve squad and every day getting on the Xbox and just grinding, learning the new learning the maps, learning the best locations to fight the monsters in, learning the best times to fight the monsters, knowing when the monster could potentially be going into evolve state. Figuring out the best evolved spots, like, oh man, there was so much to this game, and knowing, knowing the maps themselves, actually learning the maps, because that's something that I also did too, me and another guy, we are my medic player, the team's medic player actually, we would take time to go into the maps and learn them, you know, figure out the, uh, the routing, the routes, and understanding which you know which corridors would be the best to go to to potentially cut off the monster you know there's was, there's was some fun times in that game and i'll always miss them and i'll always cherish, you know I'll, I'll be missing them forever however i'll be cherishing every single moment that i had because they were just great memories however what would the game be without the monsters so i think it's time for the big beasties themselves to take center stage we have starting off with the list with the man himself goliath which is a mutated version of the planet's local monkey population if you can believe it goliath and before i continue all of these monsters by the way are natural natives to the planet shier all of them can be found, versions of them can be found in the different maps, in the different biomes. So with Goliath, they're monkeys with the wraith. They're these, they're these flying creatures that you sometimes can see and like attack. But most of the time, they try to be by themselves because, you know, they're stalkers. That's what they do. Now, let's get into the description of what the Goliath can do. Goliaths can shoot fire, throw boulders, which if you wanted to meme the fuck out, you threw boulders everywhere. You would be the boulder thrower. That would be your job then you also could do an elbow drop from the top rope practically you literally do the whole hit your elbow launch yourself into the air and then slam onto the ground it was he was just a meme character he was a meme monster but he was so much fun because he was the classic and to finish off with his abilities he has a charge ability which he just gallops forward on all fours, but it's also a knockback to the Hunters, and it's one of, if not his best, escape ability that he can do. So you would, you know, do your charge ability if you were escaping, this is all hypothetical, if you had to escape, you would charge, then after that jump once, jump twice to get further away, elbow drop to a different location like mostly to your right or left to potentially cut off the trail sneak instantly go into crouch mode backtrack a little bit and then when you think you have enough space jump again to launch yourself further away and you will cut you you will pretty much break the ankles of the hunters and they'll be off in a completely different direction trying to find you tr- looking in all the different crevices and shit like that so it was a lot of fun next is the kraken pretty much what you you know can imagine it's a flying tentacle monster that shoots electricity everywhere however he can also plant electrical mines as well and if you got close to them they actually tracked you and if he leveled them up he could plant more and they did damage Kraken was a very underrated and very unused monster in the scene and I'm very upset about it because my my buddy who showed me this game he showed me the three characters that were originally out, which was Goliath, Kraken, and Wraith, which I will get into her abilities here in a second. Just want, to go on the, just want to go off a little bit with the Kraken. He wasn't used often in the beta, even though people said that he was OP as fuck, which he is OP as fuck. You never really saw him that much. A lot of people mainly played as Goliaths or Wraiths. You rarely, at least I rarely, ran into Krakens. And when I did, it was fun. Because Krakens really switch up the game style. And really make you have to think about the, uh, the positionings that you want to be in. Because with his abilities, he could just throw something completely off, like throw out a couple mines where he would think hunters could potentially be at, especially like choke points. And then if he saw you run in, then he has this ability where he could drag you to him and then call down a lightning strike and do decimating damage. And then he also has this area of effect damage things. So pretty much the whole process would be throw down your balls, with well, your mind balls, knock them into them, call your lightning down, and as right as you're calling your lightning down, you'd instantly get into their face and then activate your lightning explosion, or like your area of effect explosion, and do devastating damage. You know it was. Ugh very good character now let's get into the wraith whom i described earlier as a xenomorph from alien you know from the eighth only on from the eighth circle of hell because she is however you know she can teleport that's her getaway is teleportation and she can clone herself and if you were up against a great not even a great wraith no just a good wraith to Pray it ends fast because with her clones, they can also activate what is known as Supernova, which is one of her other abilities, and think of it as Goku going Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan all the way to full peak Prime mode and then comes in out of nowhere blows you away not even with herself but with a clone then after that uses her other ability to launch yourself into the group snatch somebody and then drag them back to where she was originally at and then just pounce and rip you a pieces You can understand why Wraith was picked a lot, because she was quite broken when she first came out, and always was, all the way up till the end. Now, following that up, we have the big boy behemoth, as I stated in the beginning of of this episode. Just imagine a massive armadillo that can shoot lava... And raise the ground from your feet. Trust me. I pissed myself the first time versing him. Not only with that. He's able to ball himself up. To move around. And in this form. He can't stop really. I mean he can if he runs into things. Though it won't necessarily break him out of his ball form. It's another ability of his, and if he hits you, it does some good damage. It's more for a knockback and escape ability than anything. Now, I don't fully remember what Goliath's final ability is. Oh, wait, that's right. He could, uh... No, no, no. Lava Balls, which is his lava fire, then Eruption, which is his launch up. He also had a Tongue Lash, which he could launch forward, kind of like the Wraith, with her launching forward and snatching people, only not as strong. He could only... It's, it was more used to disorient... Di- disorient dis- wow that word disorient disorient I think but you know just to mess with the characters uh, screen and to cause them to like you know freak out and shit like that he was a really balanced character well, monster in my personal opinion and I always got a kick out of versing him He he was always fun to me now ending the list off With the one and only Gorgon. Spiders. Fucking spiders. All I gotta say and yes. You could attach yourself to a wall and sit there till you wanted to leave your nightmare fuel. She also could spawn two baby spiders to help her in a fight. And she had an ability which was considered like acid spitting in a way. But it also slowed your uh, your movement while you were inside of it. So she was quite devastating. And to see her, you know, spider whip herself from one point to another and then la- land on the wall. And then flip to another wall. Pull herself to it, kind of like Spider-Man. And then land on that wall. It's quite nerve-wracking even as the monster even playing as Gorgon it's quite nerve-wracking and it's it's scary she's um yeah if you want to have if you want to have a nightmare for like potentially a week just go ahead and look up a picture of the Gorgon better yet go ahead and look up a picture and or a video of the gorgon's sneak attack her pounce ability that in all the monsters have pounce abilities they you know go into crouch or their stealth mode and then launch themselves at you and all of them do various different things their anim animations various different animations like the goliath he'll reach out grab you and then just start pounding away on you like he like you know A would on its enemy. Goliath, he... No, not Goliath. Behemoth, he does a... Like... Spin? Move? It's kind of weird how he does it, and then he just beats on you with one of his arms. Wraith, she's more of the pounce, kind of. Kind of like a leopard would pounce. You know, like a big cat would pounce on its prey, and she uses her claws to dig into you and rip you to shreds, and it's, yeah, it's scary. It's a lot of fun. Kraken just uh, uses his claws to just tear into you practically, because he's the only other one with true, quote-unquote, what we would consider hands I mean gorgon does have claws and you know arms but they're not digits they're not finger looking digits you know they're they're literal claws so it's uh gorgon what a terrifying creature now for those of you who do don't know. There was talks and also artwork for two other monsters that we unfortunately didn't have the pleasure of getting and one would be known as the host. It was supposed to be a crab monster whom was able to release its parasites and attack with them however it was cut due to difficulties in getting the host to work properly in the game. I mean when you look at it when you look at it, the host, you know, the monster himself and all of what he could do and what they were planning on making him do, I can understand and see why he was cut. This pretty much was the names like were the names of the move of the moves they came up with. And mind you, this'll give you an idea of why they cut it. It was bomb there was a bomber parasite, a mine parasite. A slayer parasite, a tank parasite, a wasp parasite, and even parasite docking. So, it's understandable how at the time it was too complex, especially for being on the Xbox One and PS4 era of consoles. Because, you know, this game is really old. Oh, one thing. Two is that the uh the second monster I'll, I'll get into what i was just about to say sorry i just need to make sure that i get this out too because i was in the middle of talking about the other two monsters i cannot forget to talk about this one it was a monster that was cut in early development we never really got to see what its abilities would be called or what they or how they could be implemented into the game but from what we got as artwork it was going to be a centipede or millipede type of monster so think of that as you would and from what we gathered as fan base as i should say back in the early ages we gathered that this monster was going to potentially use this like digging ability to more not really digging ability more of a burrow ability to go underground and then pop up underneath the the hunters and then grab them and drag them to its location kind of like the wraith with her thing only 10 times scarier because you know, a centipede or millipede giant monster from hell would terrify anybody. Now, to what I was going to get to beforehand, before I, you know, was going to, for I unfortunately almost didn't talk about the centipede and or millipede monster that we never got, I should go over... One other specific wildlife monster that I completely forgot to touch base with, and that's called the tyrant. Now, this thing, we never really got under, like a true description of what it w- could be, because you know it's it's an albino monster. Well, one of them is, but the best animal that i could think of to describe it would be a giant crocodile yeah yeah i would i would consider it to be like a giant crocodile or alligator whichever one's the more prehistoric one the giant motherfuckers that can just rip people to pieces and don't give a fuck you know those ones yeah that's pretty much what it was and there was always one specific tyrant that was on the map and it was an albino tyrant and it's the only one that has the health regeneration ability and if you as the hunters find this tyrant and slay it and take its health regen ability before the monster can find it and devour it or you take it out early in the game you've completely negated the monster's health regen and your own unfortunately but if you can use it to your advantage you can easily wipe out the monster because that's the only one that's literally it the only tyrant within the game that has a health regen ability there's others in the in the areas well in the arenas i think there's about two in each arena one of them always has the health regen and the other one if i remember correctly has a damage reduction buff by 50% or 75% if i remember correctly don't fully quote me on it because i haven't i haven't played this game in a long time so just, just bear with me on that now, <clears throat> sadly, you know, we, sadly, we wouldn't be able to get the monsters that were in development released for us, As and, you know, we won't, we, if we did, we probably would have a different different topic on our hands completely, as you can clearly tell. However, Evolve would have a lasting life of about two years of regular, like, paid play, I should say, because, you know, those of us who bought the game before 2016, we bought, you know, purchased the game outright and, you know, paid for the DLC and all that shit. At least I know I did. And it lasted for about two years before 2K eventually brought Evolve to -to Free-to-Play. And that was in July 6th of 2016. Also known as Stage 2. Which, it was good. I won't deny it. It was really good. There was uh, life changes to certain characters. Couple added monsters and hunters just buffed versions though because we had a galaxy i think is what it was either it was called galaxy goliath or asteroid goliath or something like that it had the head of a hammerhead shark it was all blue looked like it was always on fire it it was good, but it was too broken. It was too overpowered. We also had another version of the Kraken, I think? Like, it was called Elder Kraken. And those were the only two monsters, if I remember correctly, that would get two updated versions in Stage 2. However, there were... There was, on the hunter side, one of each class got a updated version. If I remember correctly, Jack was one of them. Sonny was another. Emmett. Val and I think Parnell. No, no, it wasn't Parnell. No, it was Markov who got the update. So it wasn't a whole lot, but it was it was a fair good amount. So it was it was kinda nice now stage 2 was originally released only released on pc in july 7th of 2016 uh, however the beta would you know after the beta would finish stage 2 would later be released onto consoles in uh, later in august as the years would roll by in early september of 2018 that's when 2k would eventually shut down the dedicated servers and officially be the death of evolve for the longest time now those of you who are in the know there were peer-to-peer servers where you know there were if you were on pc at least using the legacy edition of evolve with stage 2 on it as well, you were able to use these specific peer-to-peer servers. And unfortunately, consoles we can console players weren't a, weren't able to do it because you know, console and PC. There's just there's there was no way to fully do it, especially at that time. It wasn't in their mindset, truly. From at least from what I understand, and from a console player myself of this era. It was kind of difficult for us evolve fans now, shocking everybody, especially two k through the not not especially two k this one thing would shock two k, but mainly every player through uh the late july through late July of two thousand and twenty two evolve stage two servers would randomly be reactivated. It was the strangest thing in the world, because no one knew what the hell was going on when this was going down. We all thought that, you know, the the main servers, and remember, this is only on PC, not console. PC only, guys. Let me state that again. This was in 2002, and Evolve Stage 2 servers would be re-enabled, aka reactivated, only on PC. And I personally think... That's what really hurt the potential for Evolve to make a massive comeback. Because I feel that this was 2K testing the waters and seeing if Evolve would make a splash again in this time. But they never... I don't think they stopped to think that they should make this a bigger announcement and reactivate all the servers on all the consoles pc playstation xbox reactivate them all that's what they should have done and i guarantee you the surge of players would have shocked 2k it probably would've broken their servers and they probably would've had to make a public announcement stating that you guys the fans shut us down for a little bit, shut the servers down because of the surge of fans coming in, of players because this game it was so good and I don't think they understood the gem that they were holding on to because you know i don't think 2k really truly took notice of the surge of players however the players would and they'd be climbing over each other in the lobbies to play one more round of evolve all the time yet the surge of players just on pc alone wasn't enough and for some unknown reason, at least I'm personally thinking, because the player surge wasn't enough, that 2K would yet again take down the servers in, I do believe, mid-July of 2023. So not that long, in hindsight, not really that long ago. However, this would be the final time rem- reminding... This would be the final time rendering the game unplayable online however if you had the game you know if you have the game itself you can still boot it up you can still play it however you're going to be going up against the AI you know bots and you can only set their difficulty to a certain amount and the issue with the bots is no matter what they're always on your ass. you can't dodge them. You can't maneuver past them. They're always like synced in on you if you're playing the monster, no matter what and it's just it it's not fun that way. you can't you can't mind game a bot like you can a real player. You know what I mean? It just it doesn't feel the same now. One thing I can say about this game this gem of a game Besides the you know Not what can what else can I is the real statement I should be saying about this gem of a game Well Not much besides A simple phrase we all share. Evolve, you went away too soon. We as players, we never truly understood what we had in our hands. All the way back in 2014. Yet now we look back with regret. That we let you down. Yes, gamers. We let Evolve down. I'm going to take a moment and let that sink in truly sit and think with that statement we let this game down this amazing asymmetrical game that isn't even a horror game it's an asymmetrical hunting game one of the only one that i can truly think of the only game that has ever really attempted to do this in truth to do this where you as the hunters are hunting a monster that can equally hunt you back a game of give and take of tug and war it's so unique of a video game that I can't think of any other game that has been able to pull it off quite like evolve and again we let the we let this this game die Yeah, you know, it wasn't just 2k thq shit even turtle rock all of them put their hearts their souls their blood their sweat their tears into this game and we let it burn those of us who played it till the, who played this game till the end i salute you my hunters and fellow monsters maybe one day we might get to see a goliath rushing at our hunters one more time hearing that classic as he just charges at you and the cinematic opening like go go watch the cinematic opening for evolve when you have a moment and just i'm pretty sure if you see that you'll understand if you've never seen it and or have never played the game that will set you in motion to be like yep i understand where where aries is coming from i can get it i am i know now even if you haven't played it you'll like as a gamer once you see that trailer you'll 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 understand the potential this game had, even just from a cinematic trailer. And that's rare, especially nowadays. And I hate cinematic trailers. However, Evolve's was top tier. Now, till then, I have been Ares. Thank you for joining me on this wild ride known as Evolve, or as I would like to put it, the life and death of Evolve. I hope you enjoyed it, and if not, well then, go fuck yourself. I have had a great time taking you up, talking to you about Evolve, and taking you on this journey. One of, if not, my all-time favorite games in the asymmetrical style. With that, we will see you in the next one. Because we were bored, signing out.